Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome to Perfectville is now part of the Believe Podcast Network and is sponsored in part by Bet Online. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. Bet Online has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head to the website betonline.ag or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's right, 50%. Bet Online, your online sports book experts. In a world that's perfect lies a perfect little town where one team stands alone. But now, something's stirring that will change this place forever. Perfect. Welcome to Perfectville, your first place podcast for your Miami Dolphins. I am Sam Marcu, and he is the two-time, yes, two-time Hall of Famer. Of course, I'm talking about the good doctor himself, Dr. Christopher Cullen, who is not with us here today. He is actually probably sleeping, hungover from the first night of the NFL draft, which happened just the night before this recording right now. And while you're listening to me and wondering why Chris isn't here, what is this? Uh, this is essentially a good old-fashioned clip show, ladies and gentlemen. That's right. Welcome to Perfectville has joined every single other entertainment enterprise and that we are repurposing our content courtesy of the Believe Podcast Network and pushing it back out to you as an actual bona fide episode. So don't hold it against us, but the content on the live stream was just so good that we wanted to see it again. We were joined by special guests from the entertainment industry, uh, from Sports Illustrated writers, everything in between, all kinds of fun stuff. And we're going to hit the highlights of the live stream of the first round of the NFL draft, of course, with a little bit of a Miami Dolphins spin on it. So that's where we're going to start. We're actually going to start with the very first pick for the Miami Dolphins at number six. They did not trade down. They did not trade back. They did not trade up. They stood at number six, and they went and got the guy who was number two on their entire big board, Trevor Lawrence, and then this guy, the latest wide receiver for the Miami Dolphins, Mr. Jalen Waddle. Check it out. So the Miami Dolphins are on the clock. We're going to be joined shortly by Mr. Jim Florentine, who will be joining us after the Miami Dolphins make this pick or if they were to trade out. I mean, this is this is the scenario where I think the Miami Dolphins could have traded out if uh, mm-hmm. Jamar Chase is gone and Kyle Pitts is gone and they think that they can get Waddle or Smith later in the draft, uh, later in the first round, then maybe they trade back, get themselves some more draft capital going into next year or later in this draft. Uh, what do you think the, the Miami Dolphins do there, Chris? I'm hoping it's Devontae Smith uh, or Waddle. So the rumors going around is that Waddle's the guy um, over Smith, which he's got the speed, crazy speed. But uh, yeah, I don't know, man. Like, I just if we go Penny Sewell here, I'm not going to be happy. <laughs> All right, so Chris is putting his cards on the table. He doesn't want Penny Sewell. And we're going to do a little something here like we always do. One of the best things about our show. The guy that maybe play in another what? position? Sorry, uh, he's, yeah, he's uh, Chris is having his own live stream inside of his own uh, man cave there, <laughs> talking to his dad, talking to his brother. If the Miami Dolphins go with a lineman, uh, there would be some symmetry there from using the pick that they got by trading a left tackle in Laramie Tunzel to go get a left tackle in Penny Sewell. But I don't know if that's the pick that the Miami Dolphins want at this point. But we'll no, find out soon enough. There's about three minutes, four minutes left. We didn't left trade. Pick is in. The pick is in here. All right, we're going to go silent, and we're going to let Chris take the main camera here, and we will see what happens. 
All right, guys, let's do this. Right, here's We're Chris. Get reaction. This is this is one of the things that the that everybody loves about our show is when we do these draft specials, we get Chris's reaction in real time, famously swearing, cussing, yelling when we drafted Laramie Tunzel years and years and years ago. Uh, loved, absolutely loved some of the picks that we did last year with Tua. I think he blew snot out of his nose last year when Tua was drafted <laughs> by the Miami Dolphins. That's so we're going right. to be highlighting Chris here. Yep, we got you with your stars. Uh, we got uh, we got your family. Uh, I, nice paint job with the Miami Dolphins colors, by the way. Thank you, sir. Great. Look at that. How beautiful. That is beautiful. Beautiful Clean family. It is clean. Is that your doctor right there? Uh, we're calling the doctor. Yeah. Chris calling. And Gerald in the chat's the one who. Uh, Actually got me that doctorate. So thanks. Uh, and, and here's the Tannehill jersey. Never hung up. Signed. <laughs> there you go, Ryan Tannehill. Uh, and Jake uh, Scott. Let me get that up. Jake you Scott as well. Great. You can trust Chris. He's a doctor. Damn right. So, doc, thank you. All right. Eric <laughs> Evans says he's going Smith. And what beer is Chris on? Chris, people want to know, what beer are you on? Gerald wants what to know. What beer am I on? I, I don't know. I don't count during the draft. <laughs> they just go down like water. He doesn't count, and I don't read. That's how uh, this is how this whole thing works. Steve Sykes is holding his breath. Steve, don't hold your breath too long, there, pal. These things tend to take a little bit of time, so take a yeah. couple of deep breaths. Got to have a couple commercials, Steve. Calm down. <laughs> I know. <we're, laughs> There's uh, a very good chance we're about to go to commercial. Yeah, that, this is what they do. The Miami Dolphins. They'll just put a little ticker underneath Smarty there. Smith or Jalen Waddle. All right. Well, Kirk Watson. Kirk Watson is saying it's Smith. We'll see if he is correct. You don't trade up to six to draft a tackle and put them in a different position. There's no way. It's true. It's true. Chris is uh, Chris is hoping against hope here with Panay Sewell. He looks like a young Andre 3000. <laughs> oh, yeah. Apparently, <laughs> my wife said that Jamar Chase looks like Andre 3000, so that's pretty great. Too bad he wasn't picked by the Falcons. That got me, bro. That was good. <laughs> <laughs> And Jim, there we go. We got we got people saying they better not be wearing skinny jeans. Uh, this is true. This is true. So when the pick is in, the clock starts for the Detroit Lions, right? So by the time that Dolphins' pick is actually announced, the Lions will have a minute and a half left. If my math is correct. right, it's always the longest as possible when it comes to us guys. Yes. Yeah, so what a magic trick that was, Chris. You know when you, when I last saw that glass, it was half full. When you brought it back up this time, it was filled up all the way again. It's a luck of the it's it's a it's a luck of the Irish, buddy. <laughs> well, since we're waiting, we might as well all be waiting together in the room. Yeah, thanks. Here, so uh, we're not just staring at Chris's face for for no good reason at this point. Not that but, we're not enjoying it, of course. Of course, thank you. Oh yeah, uh, absolutely not. But they are showing uh, right now. What I'm seeing is the Jer the Burrow Chase connection. I'm actually a little bit excited for Cincinnati. I think that will be good because you're right. They did get T Higgins last year out of Clemson. Uh, now they have Joe Burrow as well as uh, Jamar Chase. Look at all the Dolphins fans chanting, yelling, looking just disgusting with that hat. What do you guys think of the draft hat this year? I didn't like it. It's horrible. They're disgusting. They look like yeah. uh, shitty trucker hats. It, they do. They look like trash, like you could actually buy them at the truck stop. I don't know if you ever seen. Do you guys have the have those over there? The uh, Flying J or Pilot off the interstate? Not in California. You know that, Savak. You live here. <laughs> All right, there, Chris. We've uh, we've got a lot of people. We got Run and CM booing. I'm not All sure right, here we go, there. boys. Let's get All this right. reaction on. Here we go. McAfee's live stream is saying Waddle. Well, let's see. Waddle, yes. Waddle. 
Let's go, boys. Speed is back on the menu, boys. Oh, let's go. Next to Reek Hill, baby. Jalen Waddle, uh, you can argue that the reason why Devontae Smith got all those awards in college was because Jalen Waddle was injured for most of that season. So uh, Jalen Waddle, now a member of the Miami Dolphins. Uh, Chris, wow. your immediate reaction is what? Uh, dude, fantastic. We have speed on speed on speed with Will Fuller. Uh, size with Gasecki and Parker. Now we get a running back at 18, boys. You better watch out, AFC. That, that Tua Tonga Bailoa right now is probably pumped. Pumped. Well, Tua Tonga Bailoa knows Jalen Waddle quite well. And it's interesting here. I wonder where Devontae Smith goes. At this point, I'll look at him. He does look good. Jalen Waddle walking mm. around. He's got the Waddle necklace. He's hugging Devontae Smith. They seem to be happy for each other there. Uh, everything about this. Uh, I like the Jalen Waddle thing. I mean, I think the people keep comparing him to Tyreek Hill. That's yes. the one you keep getting right here. And if Tyreek Hill is who you're – there it is. The comparison is right there on the screen <laughs> right on time, as soon as Sam. I said that. Uh, Jalen Waddle, Tyreek Hill. And if we have – Tyreek Hill 2.0, like you said, along with Will Fuller, along with Devontae. And they went up and got it. Yeah, look at the look at the yards after the catch here. If you're watching, that's something that was missing so much last year. Sam was yak yards after catch. Soon as we caught the ball, tackled. Soon as we caught the ball, tackled. Jalen Waddle gets you separation and gets you in the end zone. Well, as you can see there, Chris Cullen was very happy with Jalen Waddle. Kyle Pitts was off the board. Jamar Chase was off the board. I don't know that it even mattered for the Miami Dolphins, as we said. The Miami Dolphins had Jalen Waddell as their number one rated pass catching threat in this year's draft, and they were ecstatic to get him with the number six pick. And they did so by trading back and then trading back up and ultimately netting themselves another first rounder next year and into 2023, as well as a third rounder from the San Francisco 49ers. So the Miami Dolphins get their guy, if they are to be believed, with Jalen Waddell. Chris Cullen was happy. I was okay with it. Savak, who joined us on the live stream, was also okay with it. Uh, but then we heard from comedian Jim Florentine. Yes, that Jim Florentine from Comedy Central's Crank Yankers, VH1's That Metal Show. People know him from the Howard Stern Show. Uh, just a fantastic comedian and huge, huge Miami Dolphins fan. He joined us on the live stream, uh, and he had some thoughts about whether or not Jalen Waddell and what the decision-making was for the Miami Dolphins was correct or not. He also shares a couple stories about things that he does outside of rooting for the Dolphins. So check it out. Jim Florentine joining us live on the Perfectville live stream right after Jalen Waddle was drafted by the Miami Dolphins at number six. It's called Everybody is Awful. I got to do two podcasts a week. So that and I do stand up and, I, you know, I'm a Dolphin fanatic fan, you know, so uh, I got my kid into it, which is great. So he's all in. So it's great. That's awesome. That's yeah, awesome. He wore a jersey to school today. You know, I live in New Jersey, so the Jet fans were giving him crap. He's like, please. Again, Zach Wilson. He he goes. He looks like he he will. He's in eighth grade. He's already like trashing the Jet fans. See, you know when your when your dad is Jim Florentine and you grew up in New Jersey as a Dolphins fan, like you're prepared. You're, you're not yeah. going in there. You're like I could wear this to a jersey. Well, I told him. I said, listen, the Jets have sucked for so long, and the Dolphins haven't been good either. So it's not really a rivalry around here anymore. But if they both get good again, it's going to be nasty. Yeah, absolutely. No one really cares. I was like, yeah, the Dolphins, yeah, the Jets. But so he's going to have to deal with it at school. So, so what do you, uh, who do you think would be the worst pick from a Dolphins perspective for the New England Patriots to get at 15? Like if, if they, if they just get whoever it is, then you go, crap, I wish they wouldn't have got that guy because they're coming up here before too long. 
Well, I hope they don't get Najee Harris. I don't know if they would, if they would reach go for a running back. They'll probably pick a quarterback. Maybe they get Justin Fields. Maybe they get uh, Mac Jones. Mac Jones or something like that, which is fine. I don't know. Look, one thing about New England is they don't draft well, so I'm not really too concerned about them. <laughs> no, Jim, Jim, you're not even kidding. It's not even like a rivalry thing. Like I think I saw 50 of their last their last 50 draft picks since 2010. One has gone to the Pro Bowl and is a punter. <laughs> yeah, so I'm not worried about who they pick and who they – you know, remember New England used to always stockpile those picks and, like, it's not even fair. Yeah. You know, three number twos, four number threes, like – and, you know, yeah, they didn't hit out a lot of them. So um, I'm not – I'm more concerned about Buffalo in the division than New England. You know, I'm just so mad that Buffalo's good again. I mean, I grew up as a kid in the 90s who hates Jim Kelly because of what he did to Dan Marino and Don Shula and everybody else that I grew up just idolizing. I was good with the Buffalo Bills being the doormat of the division for the rest of my years. And the fact that Josh Allen and the rest of those bozos are good, and not just good, have the potential to be great, especially when the Patriots just finally started torpedoing their own freaking you know self. It's like, come on, man. When is it our turn again? I mean, did we shoot our wad in 1972? That's not fair. I need, I need us to be on top just give me one one more super bowl that's it you know what i mean josh allen is going to be the next like jim kelly ken o'brien those guys destroyed tyrod taylor yes the bills destroyed the dolphins every time looked like a hall of fame quarterback and josh allen rushes for 100 yards throws to 360 four touchdowns no interceptions every game against the dolphins like when is it going to end and Jim, I, you know, I, I love how diverse you are with this because I got I got friends of mine that are huge Stern fans, like I was telling you the other day, and they were like, you better talk to them about upper deckers. So uh, just to satisfy that concern, for anybody that doesn't know what an upper decker is, can you please enlighten the public as to what an upper decker is and how you do it? Well, I don't know if it's a Jersey thing. It might be all over. I don't know. We did it in high school. You go to a party, whatever. You basically, you, you, you take a shit in the top of the tank. You take the lid off the top. And you shit in the top of the tank and you just leave it there. And every time the ball flushes, little piece of shit go into the toilet. You just do it as a joke or whatever. So we used to always take upper deckers. You call it upper decker because you sit up there. It's the cleanest place to go. You don't have to put toilet paper down. Is that like full squat? Do you hold your hands up against the wall? How does that work? You just sit on top of the bowl. Yeah, you take the lid off and you just sit up there and go. <laughs> yeah. Cover if you want, but. Chris is over there, like taking notes, like, "Well, hold on." And I love the fact that Jim, that you clarified, you do it as a joke, like this isn't a political statement. Right. Like, we're <laughs> no, it's just like, yeah, whatever. We'll take an upper decker and leave. You know, yeah, why yeah. not? Stop being such a pussy. It's a joke. It's an upper decker. Get over it. Uh, you know, Chris is like, I just want to make sure I'm doing it right when I do it. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that's it. He's, he's taking. One time I was sitting at like an Applebee's bar and they cut me off, and I wasn't even that drunk. And they cut me off drinking. Okay, fine. I went in and took an upper decker. I'm like, okay, now. <laughs> I'll throw one more back here. I mean, I know you're not taking requests, but I remember this story. I think, I think this is back when you were like dating Robin and everything, but uh, the, the pepper trick when you were, uh, you're at a restaurant and uh, you go to a fancy restaurant and they come over with the big pepper shaker and they'll just keep going until you tell them to stop. Was that you that was just kept, had them keep going, keep going until there's a mountain of pepper on the, Yep. Yeah. 35 minutes of, you know, the guy's coming over. You want more pepper? I'm like, yeah, keep going. Keep going. You want more? Yeah, just keep going. I'll tell you when to stop. He got to the point where he had to switch hands because his arm was tired. <laughs> like, right hand. And then about like eight minutes in, he's keep, I go, no, I, I'll tell you when to stop. And I was like, all right. 
And they brought another pepper guy in, a relief pepper guy. <laughs> <laughs> they went He came in and he goes, I want to hunt. Then he's, he's like, oh, man, my, is that enough? I go, no, it's not enough. And then at a certain point, I go, you know what? I go, hold on a second. I flipped the chicken over. It was on chicken. I go, start on this side now. It was like this much full of pepper. I go, start on the other side. <laughs> you know, I've, I like I, I've wanted to do that ever since I heard that story. I just remember crying, laughing, listening to that story when you were telling that story. And I'm like, I'm going to do that one day. And to this day, I haven't done it. And in fact, if my daughter ever does more than like three rips of the pepper here at home, I'm like, what the fuck are you doing with all that pepper? Like, stop roasting pepper. Well, There's a pepper the shortage. thing is, you can't enjoy your meal because you, you have to sit there and eat it. You got to eat a no seller, right? I go to dinner with friends and they come around with a pepper. They look at me and I'm like, no, I, I really want to enjoy my meal. So I'd rather not be fire. <laughs> All this pepper on here. <laughs> uh, well, Jim Florent. All, you, all you did, Jim, was piss off the waiter, and he just went to your house and upper decked you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Patrick Sertan went to the Broncos. Yeah, you know that that actually surprises me a little bit because uh, I, in every single mock draft that I have seen, Patrick Sertan went to the Dallas Cowboys, and uh, I think this will make the first defensive player taken in the top ten. Right, everything else has been offensive players so far. So now, that, yeah, you, now you would think that no, no, no. Uh, J.C. Horn went to Carolina. J, you're right. J.C. Yeah, Horn went to Carolina. Horn. You're correct. You're right. So yeah, so. I mean, I don't know. I mean, you, you so the Broncos didn't like. Mac Jones or Justin Fields, maybe. How about Dallas out. missing out on both corners? If they can get Aaron Rodgers, maybe there's rumors that he might want to go there. But does Denver have enough to give him to give the Green Bay? I I don't think so. Yeah, I, I think uh, I think you're onto something there, Jim Florentine. In fact, I just saw Nick Nick Powell here uh, producing this right off the bat. Said uh, the three destinations that Aaron Rodgers has given people, according to Pro Football Talk, are the Niners, the Broncos, or the Raiders. Those are his three destinations that he says he's okay to go to. So the fact that they didn't take a quarterback here, I know they took Teddy Bridgewater uh, or traded for Teddy Bridgewater. Yeah, I don't know. If Houston wanted like three number ones, two number twos, and a starter, what is Aaron Rodgers going to want? What is Green Bay going to want for Aaron Rodgers? And who has all of that to make it worth a while for the, for the Packers? That's, you know, they got, they should have done it now. Like we've given them the ninth pick and all this other stuff. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, if you're, again, if your consolation prize is Patrick Sertan the second, you know, we're looking at a, a run here with Alabama. If they get seven draft picks in the first round, that'll be a new record. That will be the record breaker. Uh, I think at this point, they've already, they're going to have three, uh, at least four or five that I can think of when you talk about Barrymore and some others. But Patrick Sertan the second, if, if this is a guy that if somehow fell to 18 or got past Dallas, I would have been pounding the table for the Miami Dolphins to trade back up and get. Uh, I love Patrick Sertan the first for obvious reasons. And uh, in all honesty, I actually reached out to Patrick to be on this live stream. And he was like, you know, I'm a little busy with my son draft night. I don't think I could be on your live stream. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> fair enough. You know, but, yeah, uh, that's fair. Yeah. I mean, yeah. It, I got to be honest. If my son was getting drafted tonight, I probably wouldn't be on here either. No, I, I, I probably wouldn't have even bothered. <laughs> that's horseshit, Jim. That's horseshit. <laughs> so, I, I am worried because I just saw uh, Waddle. Nick Saban put a statement out about Waddle, how amazing and fast he is and how great he is. He put that out earlier today. And I'm nervous because that's what he said about Minka Fitzpatrick, that this is the best kid he's ever coached in his life. Inside agent for Nick Saban. 
Yeah, and then the next thing I know, in one year, he bitches out and wants to get traded. So, well, Mika Fitzpatrick uh, did bitch out. And then, of course, he went on to do exactly what he was bitching about with the Miami Dolphins, which is to do anything and everything for the Pittsburgh Steelers. He just didn't want to be here. And you know what? I don't blame him, considering who our coach was at the time mm-hmm. uh, prior to Brian Flores coming on. So, you know, it was but just a bad taste. He's the greatest kid ever that he's ever coached, Nick Saban. Okay, but Nick Saban told everybody he wasn't going to go coach Alabama. And then, you know, he was signing the, you know, was cashing the check on the on the same day, you know? So no, it, that's it, what I'm saying. I'm just worried about yeah. Waddle because he put out a, a glowing statement about Waddle today. Now, right. I will say this about Jalen Waddle. Um, during the national championship game, they didn't need him. They they had that game won. Devontae Smith had you know the entire first half. They, he beat him by himself, and then you had Najee Harris in the second half. But he went out there. Um, and really could have messed up his ankle even more. But he went out there and caught a couple passes because he wanted to be part of it. He wanted to contribute. I do think that says a lot about his character when it comes to um, uh, Jalen Waddle. So, I, you know, Nick Saban, I've, I've said it before. When we win a Super Bowl with Tua Tungavailoa, I will forgive Nick Saban. But until then, I'm with Jim. Fuck Nick Saban. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I look, I got no... I didn't, if Saban didn't want to coach the Dolphins, good. Go, goodbye. Even if he lied to the press and said, no, I'm going to stay here. I had no problem with him leaving. Like, good, get out of here then. We'll get another mm-hmm. coach. And who do we get? Philbin? Oh, no, that was – I don't even know who we got. Oh, no, we got Cam Cameron. Yeah. yeah, Cam Cam Cameron. yeah. We need our thumbs to go this direction. Uh, yeah. We got Ted Ginn and his family. So talk about the value at number nine there. I mean, yeah, no, Cam Cameron. And then, of course – the West Welker, or Patriots. That was a good move. Yeah, well, they had that poison pill contract, but you're right. Wes Welker went there and did everything and won a couple Super Bowls and you know took some ecstasy and ran around and did everything that he did up there in New England. And then Cam Cameron went to Baltimore and actually got a Super Bowl ring, I think, as the offensive coordinator, right, Savak? Isn't that how that all worked out? Yeah, I think so. Sounds about right. You know, might have to double check, but yeah, pretty sure. Yeah, Cowboys just traded their pick to the Eagles. Yeah, I think that's right. I think Jim Florentine hit it on the head. I mean, they or whoever it was, Chris, saying you missed out on both J.C. Horn, who was Joe Horn's son, by the way. I didn't know that until today. And Patrick Sertan, who was obviously Patrick Sertan's son. Uh, they both go. I think the Eagles come up here. Devontae Smith is still on the clock, right? I mean, they need they need uh, playmakers. They could also go quarterback here. So I think they're going to go quarterback here to, to trade up. Because Smith has seemed like he was slipping a little. So, I don't know. I think they're going quarterback here. Yeah, now what do you do if Devontae Smith is there at 18? Do you pick him up and you you put Jalen Waddle and Devontae Smith together? I know you still need a running back, but that would be enticing as well. I think I would. I, I, I'd be okay with them taking Devontae Smith at 18 and having those two and then trying to get a running back at 36. Yeah. Yeah, Javante yeah, Williams. I'm from North Carolina, Jim, and Javante Williams from UNC is a monster. Yeah, let's just hope that these guys at air at 36. I don't know. You know, Devontae Smith's got those legs like Lamar Thomas, if you remember him. Uh, yes. Legs, man. I'm just, that's what I'm nervous about, that guy getting hit over the middle or whatever. So, But he's unbelievably fast, and the hands on him and the arms and everything else. So, Oh, so by the way, you're going to love that. But, uh, so Cam Cameron did go to Baltimore. However, he was actually let go and replaced with Jim Caldwell, and after that, they won the Super Bowl. Okay. That actually makes me feel better. It really does. Cam Cameron shouldn't be walking around to the Super Bowl ring, regardless of what team he was on. I mean, that was just a terrible, terrible experiment for all of us, uh, to mm-hmm. the point where we celebrate an overtime catch against those Baltimore Ravens with Greg Camarillo as one of the greatest Miami Dolphins moments right. of the last 20 years. I mean, that's that's uh, that's not good. So, um, Devontae Smith waiting around from what I tell. What do you see here, Nick? So, they uh, they traded – they got the 12 and the 84 overall pick the Dallas Cowboys did? 
Okay, so they got the number 12 overall and the 84 overall to trade back. That's what the Eagles gave up to move up to number 10 here. Uh, we'll see who they pick. They got two minutes left. Uh, why is the clock still running if they made a trade? At this point, you made a trade for a specific player. I mean, you're not you're not trading yeah, up and going, I wonder who we want. Hey, don't trade up and then weigh your options. Like, oh, well, who's available now? I know no. we just uh, we just Jim will appreciate up. this. Uh, I coach youth football, and I can't stand when the referee throws a flag and then they talk about it for thirty minutes. Like if you threw a flag, you saw the penalty. Call the penalty and let's move on. This yeah. is ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, you know, uh, what what age kids you do? You coach? Uh, my son's uh, 13, seventh grade. Really? So it'll spend 30 minutes, you know, trying to yeah. figure out what the penalty was. Yeah, just call it. It's not the Super Bowl. It's not the NFL. <laughs> right. no, no one's betting on it. No one's we, we, had, we, had a we had a touchdown pass to the left, and they called a delayed flag over on the right-hand side because the kid was not off the line of scrimmage enough, and it was like three inches. I mean, they're, they're 13 years old. Let's 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 be real here. Come on. <laughs> Well, hey Jim, uh, back when uh, back when the draft was in New York every year, did you ever go to the NFL draft and and have that experience of being there live? No, I didn't want to be around those loser loser Jet fans. <laughs> so, so even even uh, with a Miami Dolphins contingent that went every year, it wasn't worth it because you got to hear that Jets uh, that Jet yeah, chant because they're scared. They get so angry when they pick the wrong guy once again, and they they're definitely going to take it on a Dolphin fan. And I'm like, I don't need my ass kissed, kicked. It's not my fault that you guys don't know how to draft. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, Slack, are you, are you waving goodbye? What are you doing over there? No, I was waving at uh, a friend of mine. Christina said hi in the chat. <laughs> oh, okay. I'm not even monitoring the chat right now. I should be doing that. Yeah, I went to a game with Chris once and at the old uh, Giants Stadium. That was and, brutal. Uh, that was the year we went 1-15, actually, with Cam Cameron. We lost Woo! to the Jets by, uh, by a field goal. And afterwards, they pretty much just like lifted over the van, the rental van that we were in, even though they won. They were still taking it out on us. It's like, you beat us. Leave us alone. We're just trying to get to the damn airport. But uh, yeah, it was not a fun experience getting poked in the face for three hours in uh, yeah, that, 90 degree weather. That was the game where we left after losing. Um, and that old man walked up to me and just out of nowhere went, Joe Namath was a better quarterback than Dan Marino. And I said, what the fuck did you just say? And his like, granddaughter had to get in my face and like s uh, split us up because I was just drunk and pissed that we lost. Yeah. Um, oh, look at that. Look at running CM. So, the, Jim, don't listen to this guy, but uh, feel free to ignore him on Twitter and everything else. But this is coming in from Twitter. One of our listeners says, Florentine looks like Saban. He says you look like Nick Saban. Are you going to take that shit from this little asshole? Uh, I'd love to have his money. <laughs> championship ring so if i gotta look like him that's fine it's not like he said i look like the kid from the movie mask rocky dennis yeah <laughs> see that's a reference that i get i don't know if these two they're a little bit too young to know oh, that, i know but... mask yeah with okay. Cher, right yeah. yeah okay i thought you were gonna go jim carrey on me there uh <laughs> oh, come on i'm not that much younger than you sam jesus christ <laughs> i thought about it Savak <laughs> thought about it up there in Jacksonville. <laughs> well, uh, the pick is in here, uh, Jim, and I know you've got a lot going on here, so you are more than welcome to say. I love that he's throwing him out of the chair. That old lady, she's having so much fun just the watching. He's like, all right, now get the hell out of here. Come on. So let's uh, let's see where the Eagles went. But, uh, Jim, I, I appreciate you jumping on the show here today. It's always fun talking to you. Thank you for explaining what the upper decker was to everyone who was curious. And let's and figure out Vegas. You know, maybe Smith. With me that weekend or whatever, we'll go to the game on Sunday. Absolutely. Great, I'm, I'm, I I'm a yes. I'm a yes. Where are you normally pre uh, performing in Vegas? What clubs are you uh, making the loop on? There's a, the, um, the Plaza downtown. There's a comedy club there. Okay. Right yeah. On. 
that's the place I usually perform. So. Yeah, I was uh, I was doing the LA Comedy Club, and then I was I was actually I ended up doing like a five o'clock show during the week at uh, the Tropicana at the Laugh Factory, and um, that was an interesting crowd to have a five o'clock Vegas crowd. It was basically wow. a bunch of seventy five year old people that they pulled off the floor and said, "Come come sit and watch this and stop winning money," you know. But uh, <laughs> it's always fun to do do comedy in Vegas there. So yes, uh, Devonte Smith. Yep. Goes to the Philadelphia Eagles. Mr. Jim Florentine, you can find him at Mr. Jim Florentine on Twitter. Uh, check out his thank show on Absolutely. Uh, thank Thanks, you, Jim. Jim. We'll, uh, we'll see you soon. Thanks, man. Jim Florentine wasn't the only one who joined us during the live stream of Welcome to Perfectville. Uh, we're actually joined by Simon Clancy. If you're wondering who Simon Clancy was, he was the very first guest in the history of Welcome to Perfectville, all the way back when we first started this show five-plus years ago. Uh, in between then and now, he uh, he's left the BBC, which is where he was when he joined us. He's a contributing writer for the Sports Illustrated magazine. You might have heard of it. A contributing writer for the New York Times, the head writer for Gridiron Magazine, which is the largest American football magazine in all of Europe. Uh, the guy is just crazy busy, crazy knowledgeable, knows everything and anything about the Miami Dolphins and the game of football itself. He joined us to talk about what the Miami Dolphins did with Jalen Waddell, where they're going long-term with their planning and uh, where he thinks the Miami Dolphins should have gone at 18 and maybe who they shouldn't have gotten at 18. So do the Cowboys go Micah Parsons here? I mean, if I'm the Cowboys, I'm taking the best linebacker in the draft. Yes, I would take Micah Parsons or a pass rusher here for sure. Well, you know, as we do this, I am going to bring on, I'm going to put Kirk up here because Kirk is actually uh, over across the pond along with this guy here, the very first guest in the history of Welcome to Perfectville, uh, Mr. Simon Clancy. Simon, how are you? I'm good, guys. How are you? We are doing wonderful. We, we found out that if you poop in the upper bowl of a toilet in London... It's called a chocolate bar or a shower of shit, according to Kirk Watson. Whereas over here, it's called an upper decker. So, uh, as you can tell, hardcore football analysis here Clearly. on the Bill Podcast. Clearly, <laughs> the uh, early rounds of the draft have fallen way off the cliff, and we're into toilet talk. Well, we have nothing to do between six and eighteen. We thought maybe the Dolphins were going to trade back because uh, you know uh, Kyle Pitts and uh, Jamar Chase were no longer there, but they took Jalen Waddle. Uh, what are your thoughts on Jalen Waddle going to the Miami Dolphins? Um, I mean, it's not a surprise. For me, I would always take the technician. I would always take Devonta Smith, the route runner, the, ha- the, the guy with the great hands. Um, and people talking about the concerns about the weight. Look, he's six foot and a little bit. He's He was 166 pounds. He measured in at 171 pounds at the, the Alabama Junior Pro Day. So you kind of get where he is. Uh, but but Jalen Waddle is five foot nine and 177 pounds. So there's not a massive difference between the two. Um, Schematically, I thought Smith fitted better in terms of what he was able to do. Um, but Waddle brings that explosive play. His upside to me is, is Tyreek Hill, but there's a lot of work that needs to be done to get there. There's some concerns I have over his route running. He's not a great, you know, he doesn't have great hands. He still can body catch at times. Um, but look, you know, he knows Tua. Um, he understands the system that they're clearly going to run. Um, and they're going to try and get in the ball in a lot of ways, you know, reverses, orbit reverses, screens. You know, little um, tunnel screens. Uh, he won't just be a deep threat. He'll be a guy that gets the ball. He'll he'll be essentially what they tried to do with Lynn Bowden last year. So it'll be interesting to see how he lines up. But um, for me, I'd have taken Devonta Smith, and I was probably a bit more disappointed about Waddle than I would have been over Smith. So, Simon, what about uh, what's your thoughts on missing out on Chase and uh, Pitts for basically a first and what a third next year, and then getting Waddle? Is that a win for the Dolphins? Um, I, I mean, look. 
it's easy to sit here and say yes or no. Only time will tell. I know that's a really cheesy answer, but you know, if um, if Carl Pitts and uh, and Jamar Chase turn out to be Hall of Famers and Jalen Waddle, you know, doesn't sign a second contract, then obviously Chris Greer will look an idiot. But um, we can't kind of be definitive in, in what our answer is going to be. Um, I, I personally would have preferred Carl Pitts, but look, you got two first rounders and a third rounder to move back. Um, I don't think that the Dolphins did badly in that. And ultimately, you're coming out of this with Jalen Waddle, an extra first rounder and, a, and an extra third rounder. So, you know, it's um, I know that the Dolphins will get, the Dolphins are always going to get crushed, whatever they do. You know, if they would stayed at three and taken Carl Pitts, somebody would have complained that they didn't trade back and, and take a haul for a quarterback. So you, you can never win this game. I think they, they, they stuck to kind of what they wanted to do. They got picks, then they allowed themselves to move back um, into a position where they could draft one of these playmakers. And look, there's a bigger picture. There's a lot. There's a longer game. The situation with Tua is that you know we all hope that Tua becomes the quarterback that we think he can be, and the quarterback he looked like he was at Alabama. If he doesn't do that, the Dolphins are in a, situ- a situation next year where if Deshaun Watson does get moved, they are in a position where they have extra draft capital if that is a direction they want to go in. And I think what they're doing is they're keeping their options open. They have the extra pick. Um, and you talk to people around the league. I've talked to a number of scouts and things. And they will tell you that draft capital for next year is far more important than draft capital for this year because the way that this season has been so discombobulated in terms of the scouting system and not being able to get players into visits, the the medical information not being as full as they wanted to, all those sorts of things. So that would be a concern. And I think the Dolphins are just setting themselves up year after year for for those extra picks or to be able to move around the board. Yeah, no, I would agree with that. And um I wanted to get a couple things here, but the Cowboys pick is in. It does look like it's going to be Micah Parsons, which uh, I think is probably the right pick for them at this point. In my opinion, the best defensive player in this draft. Um, they couldn't get the cornerback that they wanted based on just how the draft board fell out. They traded back. They got some picks and uh, they get Micah Parsons. Not a bad, you know, uh, consolation prize, if you will. Um, so the Miami Dolphins get Jalen Waddle, And right now at 18, Simon, uh, where's their head at? Where are they going? Are they going defense and trying to get themselves an edge rusher? I know that's not a strong point for this draft. Uh, are they going to, you know, quote unquote, reach for Najee Harris? We just had comedian Jim Florentine on and he said, go get Najee Harris. It's not a stretch. Go get him. Are you of like mind or where do you think the Miami Dolphins go at 18 if they stay there? Yeah, I really like Najee Harris. I think he's a really good player. And, you know, I, I understand people talking about value at running backs. I, I think the Dolphins have got to take high floor players this year more than any other year. You can't really take huge risks. And I, and I think, look, I really like Kuti Pay. I think he's a great fit. I really like Zayvon Collins. I don't think there's a more Miami Dolphin player in the entire draft than Zayvon Collins in terms of the scheme fit. Um, but Najee Harris just makes an awful lot of sense. And it was clear when they took Waddle over Panay Sewell, for example, that they're going to build around two with playmakers rather than than the lineman. Alex Leatherwood comes into the mix at right mm. tackle. Potentially, I think we can talk about Leatherwood being a, a possibility. But for me, I think it's Najee Harris. He's a day one starter. He plays all three downs. He's got great hands. He, he dropped four passes, two of which were in his penultimate game in Alabama. He dropped four passes in in, in four years. I mean, that's astonishing. Um, he's a great runner. He's got great feet. Uh, I really like him. And, and like you said, the value is not always at running backs at 18. But somebody that just sorry, go on. We don't even know who that was. There's somebody. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but it's somebody, you know, it's somebody Simon, that, it's Simon somebody do you think came up with and you know, I think it, I think it'd be a good pick. Simon, do you think there's uh, too many question marks around pass rushers for us to go there at 18 and running backs a better value? I think what you've got to understand with the Dolphins is that that rushing the passer for the Dolphins doesn't always equate to what most other teams think rushing the passer is. You have to look at how, uh, and the reason the Dolphins a few years ago took 
were so interested in Trey Flowers was because Trey Flowers played defensive end or edge rusher in the way that the Miami Dolphins wanted him to play, the way that Brian Flores wanted him to play, which was very much about discipline. It wasn't, I, I, this is going to sound really weird, but it isn't always about sacks. It's about lane discipline. It's about not rushing past the quarterback, i.e. putting yourself in a position where where uh, the quarterback or running back can then undercut you and get out onto the perimeter. Um, and somebody like Quitty Pay makes an awful lot of sense there. He's a fantastic run player. I think he's a very, very good technician. As a pass rusher, there's still some work to be done, but he fits perfectly. Um, I, I would not take a risk on Jalen Phillips, although I think he's the mm -hmm. best all-round defensive end in the game. There are just too many question marks over those four concussions, the two high ankle sprains, and then the two wrist operations after he had the bike crash. Plus, you know, he, he walked away from the game. He retired from the game because he because of the concussions. Greg Rousseau is another. I know, you know, the guys listening and watching, obviously, Hurricane fans, and he had the big year. He's played one year. Of defensive end, Manny Diaz switched him from from wide receiver and free safety. He's played a single year as defensive end, and there is so much that he needs to learn a, a, about rushing the pass. He reminds me of a sort of a young Jason Pierre-Paul, but he's so far behind what Jason Pierre-Paul was when he came out of USF. I just um, I would have a real concern that Gregory Rousseau is not going to be the player you want him to be until he's in his second contract. Uh, he's a redshirt sophomore with one year's experience, and you're expecting him to come in and be a be a, a dominant pass rusher. I just I just don't see that. I just see him getting gobbled up on the line. And if you're going to get him at, at, at 18, uh, you know, 36 maybe, but at 18, I think I agree with you. I think that's just a little too early. You know, one of the things I was looking at this draft here, Simon, is that last year it seemed like the Miami Dolphins doubled, you know, doubled down and even tripled down on young players and said, look, we're going to build this the right way. We're going to get these young players on their first contract. They're going to gel together and hopefully get better. I think they surprised a lot of people because of their, their defense and that fortuitous defense to get 10 wins but I also think that there was a little bit of um, now an expectation that okay now we need to win now we need to get into the playoffs and I'm wondering if that thought process is going into this draft to say we need somebody that can come in and contribute right away Jalen Waddle for everything that you talked about can come in and you can scheme for him like you said everything that they tried to do uh, with uh, with Lynn Bowden last year they could do better with Jalen Waddle I mean the Miami Dolphins have not been or they, there's not been a lack of creativity with the Miami Dolphins defense when it comes to you know, kind of these playmaking um, and, and schemes that are out there. But I am curious if if that's going to shift or change their mindset going into this draft in the second round, third round. Is this, you know, how they're going to pick people that can come in and start contributing right away? And if so, to me, that means Najee Harris and a running back at 18. I don't know who does that on the defensive side of the ball, other than maybe Quiddy Pay at that point at 18. I would have said Micah Parsons, but he got picked. Um, I don't know why I'm bringing all that up other than I'm just kind of mind vomiting right now. Am yeah, I right on the point with that or no? No, you are. I was going to say, is there a question in there or is there? <laughs> no, <it's, laughs> no, you're 100% really. right. You're 100% right. I think, um, you know, as I said, Harris to me is a day one starter. He comes in, he's a three down day one starter. And, and that's all you can ask. That's what helps Tua more than anything. And if you're really, really going to invest in this kid and you really, really want this kid to succeed, you kind of have to build around him. And yes, getting that deep. Look. We talked, my friend and I are watching it. We, we talked about, you know, out there, Trent Murphy's out there, Ryan Kerrigan's out there, Melvin Ingram's still out there. Mm. You want a one year rental defensive end, you don't have to spend a defense, you don't have to spend a, a first round pick on a quitty play when you know that you've, you know, you can go and get yourself a Najee Harris who helps you so much. Not only does he help you in the areas that we talk about, pass protection, catching the ball and running the ball, he's also a great kid off the field. He's also a kid that's, you know, this plays into it. He's a kid that sells shirts. He, he's a kid that was, came in the same recruiting class as Tua. He knows Tua's, uh, foibles, his intricacies, he knows how he practices, he knows where he throws the ball, he knows how he throws the ball in terms of catching it, 
you know, even the fact that two is a left a lefty, and a lot of the players in the Dolphins won't have caught the ball from a left-handed quarterback. As weird as that sounds, the ball spins differently. It comes at you differently. For Harris, that's something that you know, and and you build a running game which helps take the pressure off Tua in itself because you're not trying to force him to win games with his arm the whole time. He can then rely on you know. Last year, you had to rely on Miles Gaskin and on Jordan Howard for a little bit and on Salvan Ahmed. Well, you know, that's with the greatest respect. You know, Gaskin's going to be a nice third down back in the system, but you know, that's not that's not really what you want. What you want is a factor back like an Arjay Harris. No, I agree. And I, and I just look at there, Michael Adams. I don't know who Michael Adams is. And this might be the weirdest comment that we're going to have on a Miami Dolphins centric live stream. But Mac Jones to the Vikings, please. OK, I don't have any issues with that, I suppose. I I've, I was telling Nick, our producer, I forget the Vikings are a team until I see somebody wearing Vikings gear. And I'm like, why does that Lakers gear have a weird logo on it? Like, I forget the Vikings even exist. The only reason I ever see them is because every time I'm looking for Dolphins news, like alphabetically, they're there right before the Miami Dolphins. And I'm like, oh, yeah, the Vikings. Vikings are still here. Um, Simon Clancy, uh, contributing writer for Sports Illustrated, New York Times, formerly of the BBC, now the head writer for Gridiron Magazine, which I believe is a uh, United Kingdom-based or, or, or British-based uh, magazine it's that focuses... Europe's biggest football magazine. Yeah. There you go. Europe's... See, I should just shut up and let him talk about it. He's the one who works there. <laughs> I, I'm just trying to bullshit trying to figure no, you out should. what the hell. You got to let him do it. He's got the sultry accent, too. Can't just let oh, him say cool. Yeah, yeah, come yeah, on. I mean, <laughs> if you guys haven't guessed yet, Simon is from uh, Mississippi. You can tell by yes. the accent. <laughs> I, am, I am a local. Yeah, he is a local here. He's, he's um, about as American as they come. You can tell. Yeah. So looking at this draft, I mean, you obviously live and breathe and eat football here. So far, through thirteen picks, the Chargers pick is in. I'm assuming it's going to be Rashawn Slater. Is that what it yeah, is? It yep. It looks like it looks like uh, Rashawn Slater is the pick here, based on what Nick is showing me. Um, and that's that's a dream scenario for them. They just sat there and did nothing and and get arguably the best left tackle in this draft, uh, which is exactly what they need for Justin Herbert. So, you know, God bless the Los Angeles Chargers, I suppose. But um, what has been the biggest surprise so far through 13 picks here, Simon? When you looked at this, what is the one pick that made you go, whoa, I was not expecting that? There hasn't really been one, to be honest. And I think, I I suppose the teams that, I mean, I quite like what the Eagles did in not only did they get uh, a great a great player, uh, the Heisman Trophy winner, Devonta Smith. They also managed to screw over dis- a division rival because yes. the Darts are clearly going to take Devonta Smith. I think the Bears need to be congratulated. Look, you know, you, they found themselves in a, you know, they found themselves in a situation of their own creation by uh, by taking Mitch Trubisky uh, uh, over Patrick Mahomes and Deshaun Watson, and um, you know, Ryan Pace has tried to get himself out of it by moving up for a, for a falling Justin Fields, and uh, and in a way that's to be applauded. And if you end up giving up, you know, Fields turns out to be the quarterback that some people think he is, you end up giving up a fifth rounder, a first rounder next year uh, and a fourth rounder this year, then, okay, that's a that's a decent deal. You've got Andy Dalton as a bridge there, you know, uh, and Dalton will be a good um, a good mentor for Fields because Fields has some issues. But, um, you know, I think it's a good trade. I think it's a good deal. But there hasn't really been one where you go, wow, that's a... And actually, an hour before the draft, when the, the, the old... Aaron Rodgers news came in and everybody was like, wow, this could be the next two hours could be some of the craziest stuff we've ever seen. And actually it kind of hasn't really played out that way. So, um, yeah. Simon, do you, do you think it's a shoe in for Mac Jones, uh, 15 for new England? Uh, my friend who's with me is a massive, is a bigger Patriots fan as I'm a bigger Dolphins fan. Is, is Mac Jones a shoe in at 15? No, I, I, it wouldn't surprise me. We talked about this earlier on. It wouldn't surprise me if Mac Jones fell out of the first round or to the bottom of the first round and then somebody trades back up into 
round one, as they did with Lamar Jackson, just to get that fifth year on the contract. I've never seen the fuss about Mac Jones. Um, you know, he's accurate, but in today's modern NFL, he lacks the things that really set people apart in terms of pocket movement and manipulation of the pocket. He's not athletic. I think there's some off-the-field issues. And, you know, it didn't really get talked about, but the DUI doesn't look good on his, uh, on his docket, as it were. I thought that his pro day, his first pro day wasn't great. His second pro day, I watched live, was was really average. I mean, I've not seen many. When you're, you're literally throwing against air, I don't think I've ever seen a quarterback throw so badly against air. And then, he, you know, there were times where he lifted his shirt up to wipe his brow and he looked flabby. It's like, dude, get in the training room. You know, do some sit-ups. You, you know, you're, it's not a good look. No, I will say this. I mean, uh, you, you talked about it. You watched his his second pro day live, and he was struggling against air. I'm wondering if mm. the Miami Dolphins could draft air at 18 and yeah. uh, help rush the passer because uh, that was is, still... He was throwing to Devonta Smith, John Mitchie, uh, and Najee Harris, and he was you know missing them. And I was just like, yeah, it was yeah. That, that to me was not a great look. Yeah, there was not a there there was a famous, and Savak, I'll let you jump in there, but uh, there was a pretty famous uh, video moving around, I think, from that day where uh, you show they showed Mac Jones missing the wide receiver, and it immediately went to Bill Belichick, who was kind of yeah. shaking his head. And, you know, you never know with, with the power of TV whether he was uh, saying no to a burrito for lunch, and they just happened to catch him at the same time or what. But, I mean, it looked pretty damning from Bill Belichick to be like, no, you know, that's, that's not what we can have here in New England. We're going to go with the, uh, the accurate stylings of Cam Newton instead. But, I mean, it's... I don't really know um, if I'm worried if if I'm a Dolphins fan and Mac Jones ends up in New England. I just don't. No. I just don't see the magic. I'm not, I, and I think New England could end up taking Quitty Pay, for example. I think that's a you know that's a really, just as we talked about as a fit with Miami. I think you know equally Quitty Pay is a really good fit in New England, and you know we talked about you look at you know Josh Uche came from Michigan, Chase Winovich came from Michigan. That Michigan pipeline continued continues potentially with Pay going to the Patriots. And uh, it just dawned on me the reason why Michael Adams says Mac Jones to the Vikings, please, is because the New England Patriots are picking at 15. And I think he yeah. is worried about Mac Jones. But see, there you go. I forgot the Vikings were even a team again. Uh, and, uh, and it turns out it came up again. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. So, uh, so Simon, uh, what else are you working on these days? I know you're busy. You're always writing. You're always thinking. You're always crafting and noodling things out. Uh, what's next for you? What's next? I mean, I've already done 10,000 words on the uh, 2022 draft book. So um, that's kind of, you know, that's where we're looking. That's where the focus is. Uh, uh, who are the Dolphins uh, focusing on next year? Can you tell well, us who? I, mean, I, I can't reveal my sources <laughs> or what the situation is. So um, but maybe I could tell you off air. But no, I, I mean, you know, who knows? Who knows? I mean, it'll be interesting to see what happens with Tua because ultimately that's the uh, that's the answer to the biggest question out there. If, if, if Tua develops into the player, we will hope then, um, you know, things become really exciting for this franchise for the first time in a long time. And if he doesn't, then we're back on the hamster wheel again. Well, let me ask you this, speaking of back to the hamster wheel, if Tua does uh, similar to what he did in his rookie season, you know, just if you look at the numbers and extrapolate it out over, I guess, 17 games, does quarterback become a position of need for the Miami Dolphins going into 2022, in your opinion, or would they give him even more time beyond, you know, essentially a quasi red-shirted, you know, rookie season? Uh, would they continue to have faith in him? I mean, Brian Flores showed that it, if the situation is needed, he will pull him and bring in the yeah. veteran. In this case, it would be Jacoby Brissett. But uh, if he does kind of similar or maybe not that much better in his sophomore campaign, Will the Miami Dolphins look to move on from Tua Tungabailoa? I think you've got to give him three years, but I think you are—he's very much on the clock. If you know, if they, um, 
if he doesn't play very well next year. I, I don't think. And also, look, it depends on the. It depends on how they grade the the twenty twenty two class. Ultimately, you know, in terms of how they think. Uh, whether Sam Howell is the guy, whether Jaden Daniels is the guy, you know, whether Keaton Slovis at USC is the guy, you know, there's there's four or five potential first rounders, the kid at U, um, the kid at South Florida, Dylan Gabriel, there's you know, um, yeah. I think I like him. He's good. yeah, I like Strong him too. Though. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I just think um, hey, you know, Simon, I, shout out to uh, Sam Howell. I live literally in the neighborhood next to where he grew up. My son nice. goes to the middle school where he played high school, Sun Valley High School here in Indian Trail, North Carolina. So Sam Howell is a player. He's going to be great yeah. in the NFL. Uh, he's a, um, he's an int- it'd be interesting to see how he copes next year because he's losing Diami Brown, Daz Newsom. He's losing Javonta Williams. He's losing Michael Carter. So, you know, that puts the real onus on him in terms of, you know, he's breaking in some some new players around him in terms of those skill positions. So, mm-hmm. um, but he, I think he goes into, you know, as we sit here today, he's probably the number one quarterback next year. But I think, um, yeah. It'll be interesting. Well, be interesting. I, uh, I do want to I want to put this out. We have a live poll on Twitter from the Fanatics Network. Who uh, they said who will be the pick for the Miami Dolphins at eighteen, and the uh, the options are A. Najee Harris, B. N. Harris, uh, C. <laughs> Harris, comma Najee. <laughs> or, hey, uh, real quick, Dante interrupted. The Jets just traded up, and they're most likely going to get Najee Harris here. Yeah, no, that's, uh, let's take a look and see. Simon, I know you got a Jet. Um, I yeah. won't let you go, but if you want to hang on here and, uh, for the Jets pick real quick, yeah, um, and then we'll uh, we'll all cry in our milk together if Najee Harris is not there. What a transition there, Chris. That is why you're a professional in radio. I was talking about Najee Harris, Harris, and you jumped right in. Um, but, that's yes, the New York, what you got. So the New York Jets jump into 14. The Vikings disappear from everyone's lives for another couple of hours. And uh, I guess, you know, I don't even know what the Vikings need other than a better PR, you know, group. Because I don't, I don't know who, who you know, where their needs are. I guess some sort of defensive line. If nothing else, that's where you go. Uh, mm-hmm. But Michael Adams says, watch the Jets take another QB. That would be a Jets I think, thing. Um, it wouldn't surprise me if they took Elijah Vera Tucker here. Yeah. Uh, I think schematically he fits. You just pair him on the left side with um, – uh, you pair him with um, what's his name, Mackay Beckton. Um, mm-hmm. I think that would be a really look. We, we saw what happened with Sam Darnold. We've seen what happened. What's happened with Joe Burrow last year in terms of the inability to protect your franchise quarterback. You've just um, you've just got rid of your old franchise quarterback and brought in the second overall pick. Protect him. Do you know what I mean? You can go. This this draft is so deep at receiver um, that you can go and get him perimeter help. You need to protect him and keep him, you know, keep him on his feet. And Vera Tucker is rated more highly than Austin Jackson was last year. So I think that would be a good pick if that if he was the guy. It does look like Simon knows exactly what he's talking about. From what I'm being told, Elijah Vera Tucker is the pick for wow, the Wow, Simon, yes, holy shit, good ball. It's not like this guy. Better luck than good. Better yeah, the, the head writer for Gridiron Magazine, ladies and gentlemen, uh, contributing writer for Sports Illustrated, the, formerly of the BBC, uh, New York Times. The guy knows what he's talking about. Follow him at Cy Clancy on Twitter. Simon, thank you very much for joining us, spending some uh, time with pleasure, us. Boys. Thanks, Simon. Uh, technically, great, technically, until the next guest comes on this live stream, the very first and now the last guest for the Ever. Welcome to Perfectville crew. So, uh, Simon, you thank you very much. My pleasure, boys. It's always lovely to see you. Speak soon. Bye, Take care. Ladies and gentlemen, citizens of Perfectville, this is Sam Marcoux, and I may not be an expert on everything, but I am an expert on bad sunglass experiences. Absolutely. I bought expensive pairs that I've lost. I bought cheap pairs that I've broken. I bought pairs that I've never even found after the first time of walking out the store with them. It's the worst. 
It's the absolute worst, and I'm sick of it. And it's time. That's right, it's time to make your outdoor experiences better with Canon. Canon sunglasses are made exclusively with polarized lenses for optimal clarity. They're made with Japanese optics that make their lenses clearer, lighter, stronger, and Italian handcrafted frames that are impossible to scratch. We've all been there. We've all scratched them. These ones, impossible. So use the exclusive code KananCast15 at Kanan.com to receive 15% off of your first pair. That's K-A-E-N-O-N-C-A-S-T-1-5. Kanan, clearly better. And as you heard right there from Simon Clancy, Sports Illustrated, New York Times, Gridiron football. I don't know how we get these big guests to come to the town of Perfectville, but I'm not complaining about it. Uh, he told you he didn't think the Miami Dolphins should take a flyer on Jalen Phillips at the number 18 pick. Too many injury concerns, too many things going on, but the Miami Dolphins did not listen to him, did they? No, because with the 18th pick overall in the first round of the 2021 NFL draft, the Miami Dolphins did exactly that. They rolled the dice. They went for the playmaker, defensive edge rusher, Jalen Phillips, University of Miami, UCLA before that. And here's Chris Cullen to give you his thoughts about what the Miami Dolphins did at 18. This is a, this is a great one here. Uh, this is actually something that I think for the Miami Dolphins makes more sense as they show Jakeem Grant on the field right now. This is very <laughs> annoying. Um, these Leatherwood highlights are showing why they should pick Harris. There you go, Jim. Uh, Michael Adams says, uh, <clears throat> pick is in. On- Yep, the pick is in. Where are we going there, Nick? Actually, don't tell me. I don't want to no, know. I don't want to be we're, spoiled for this, please. No, yeah, no, no. We're not going to spoil that one. The, uh... Actually, what we're going to do is we're going to highlight, and that was a fast one. Thank you, Miami Dolphins. So we're going to highlight Chris here. Uh, Savak, I think, knows <laughs> what's going on. So we're going to – Sorry, buddy. See Yeah. Yeah. No. Don't <laughs> so worry. I'm, I'm cool. <laughs> I'm more nervous for this one than six, guys. Like this is – I think this is that uh, – Oh, th- this that, is the one uh, right here. Yeah, this is the foundation builder here. This is the one where you're like, okay, we nailed this pick. We already got Waddle. He's, he's going to do great. Is this guy going to be a guy that's going to be a day one starter as well? Because you have to hit. And that's what I, I've said before, and I've said it many times. Um, it's great getting all these picks, but if you're not hitting them, it, it doesn't make sense. It doesn't matter. Um, it's just, yeah, I, I agree with the, the, the fan in the, in the chat room. I will chug the rest of this beer. If it's not G Harris and it's full, my guy. So yeah, that's right. Team turn up. Come on. Team this turn up. Sitting with his foot on his knee and barely acknowledging it's the most Miami thing ever. That that entitled kind of thing. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go, guys. Oh, oh here we go. Okay, come on. All right, Phillips from Miami. Jaylen. Phillips. Wow, we got a pass rusher, guys. Holy cow. I'm okay with this. Uh, he's not I, I, injured, but we're really counting on Javante Williams at 36 or Travis Etienne because he just passed on Najee Harris, and that's going to come back to haunt us. Wow. No, he didn't. He was at UCLA. Career. Yeah, UCLA and then Miami. Oh, I like it. But Jalen Phillips is nasty. I mean, watch this highlight. He, when he's healthy, he's nasty. Well, and of course, they don't show highlights on the when he when he's healthy. Yeah, when he's healthy, that's my, exactly. My, that is everything. That's my favorite part. The asterisk. Six, five, that you threw up Look, don't hi- don't get the phone away from his head. He's gonna get another concussion. Get get that away from his head. <laughs> I. Uh, 
look, they need pass rushers, right? They need edge rushers. Um, he's a, he's a yeah. guy that he, if he's healthy and that is, I mean, like, like Simon Clancy said, he retired. He, um, he, he's had four or five concussions. He's got a medical history, you know, longer than, you know, the first COVID patient. It's, it's, it's a risky pick in my opinion. I'm, I, I don't like this pick. I'm going to just say that right now. I don't like this pick. Look, well, I'll say right now, his, his injury history was uh, at UCLA, and he retired because he just thought he kept getting injured, and he kind of sat out a year. Life came back to him. He got an opportunity from Eddie Diaz, came to Miami, and absolutely balled out. Had no injury concerns, really, last year. So, really, he's been injury-free technically for two straight years because he's out a year and then played for Miami. Um, so, last year, playing and starting full-time for Miami, the Hurricanes, uh, he was an absolute monster. He's fast off the line. He's big. He's strong. Good against the run and good against the pass. Like Savak said, you stay healthy. Jalen Phillips is going to be an absolute fucking baller for the Miami Dolphins. Mm-hmm. But there's a big I, asterisk there. Yeah, I don't like how many times we've said that since he got picked. If he's healthy. <laughs> that- <laughs> well, here's my thing. And, and, and it's it's weird. We kind of said uh, – Right, we said that like we have to. Simon said there has to be a high floor. Like there's no risks in these picks. You take the sure thing. Miami yeah. said fuck you, Simon, and they they didn't take the sure thing. They took a guy <laughs> that's boomer bust at 18 because guess what? We had the luxury of two picks. So we already yeah. got Jalen Waddle, who in according to Adam Schefter was our number two overall player on our on our draft board. And this is playing with house money, Sam. You you've gambled before in Vegas. We're just like fuck it. Let's take a pass rusher. If he's good, great. If not, hey, we got thirty six. We got another third, a second round pick, and fuck it. Let's 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 go shoot the shit and have fun. Look, I'm uh, I, I'm I'm gonna br- I'm gonna bring up and highlight some of the fans' questions or uh, uh, things to make <laughs> me feel better here, right? So Jim B says, yes. "Good thing he only has to remember one play, and that's to hit the quarterback." You know, he went to the University of Miami, so you can't really expect him to learn more than one play. So I do like that. Uh, another thing, I am a Brian Flores fan, and Adam says from Twitter, "Flores looks happy." So you know what? Um, if Flores is happy, maybe that's a good thing for us. And then I, uh, this one is more of my thought process here, which is not a fan. I think he would have been available in the second round. I don't know, but I think I would have been okay with letting him go. And, uh, let's just feel a little bit better about it. This comes from Michael and Facebook who says, well, at least he doesn't have to adjust to the climate in Miami. Uh, well, there you go. And look, this is my favorite one so far. This is from Derek on uh, Facebook. who says Jalen and Jalen boys. This is what we do. We have, uh, you know, Jalen. Waddle and Jalen Phillips. Apparently, yeah. all we needed are the Jalens. Um, Anybody a fan of the Christmas Carol, uh, the Muppets Christmas Carol, when they do the, uh, and now we got the Jalen and Jalen. Ooh, it's Jalen and Jalen. Ooh, get the Jalen brothers, dude, in the first round. Let's go with that. And we got two picks in the second round. My wife's laughing at me. It's just completely embarrassed for me. I don't care. Well, there you have it. The two picks for the Miami Dolphins in the first round. Number six, they went with Jalen Waddle from Alabama. And number 18, they went with Jalen Phillips, the Jalen brothers, University of Miami edge rusher. They did pass on Najee Harris, yet another Alabama playmaker that the Miami Dolphins fan base was hoping and praying would be there at 18. He was, but the Miami Dolphins were not. They passed on Najee Harris. He ultimately goes to the Pittsburgh Steelers. You knew he was going to go to the Pittsburgh Steelers. Everybody knew he was going to go to the Pittsburgh Steelers. Yet, um, the Miami Dolphins seemed very happy with the 
Jalen Twins, Jalen Waddle, Jalen Phillips. These are the guys that they had on their board ranked high. They were surprised that both of them would be there at six and 18, respectively, according to Chris Greer, the GM. Um, and he's just tickled pink with uh, both of these guys. So you add those two guys, those two playmakers on offense and defense into the mix for a 10 and 16. That's looking to be a playoff team in 2021. Tua gets his playmaker buddy from Alabama. The defense gets somebody who can not only rush the passer, but possibly hit the passer and knock him down. Called a sack. The Miami Dolphins haven't had one of those in a couple of years. Um, and then the, they held on to their picks going into the second round. So while the Miami Dolphins did not trade back up into the first round, uh, that didn't mean that the night was over because uh, the town of Perfectville had one more guest to talk to. And of course, that is Kabir Kabizi Singh. Family Guy voice actor, Family Guy writer, stand-up comedian. He was actually filming a special for Amazon Prime as he joined us uh, live on stage in Carson City, Nevada, to talk about not only with the Miami Dolphins, but all the teams in the NFL draft. And of course, he gambled on the draft because that's what Kabir does. And we went through all the different things that he gambled on and lost, like, I don't know, Kyle Trask being drafted by the New England Patriots. That's the kind of maniac I deal with, ladies and gentlemen. But here he is, Kabir Singh. Joining us on the town of Perfectville, talking all things NFL draft. Look at this maniac. There he is. He's on stage right now at the Carson City Comedy Club with the worst lighting ever. I know. Uh, Jesus, I'm Mr. so sorry about this, guys. No, look, I, I, just, I was just telling these guys. Kabir comes, uh, his girlfriend actually called me and was like, hey, he's still filming for Amazon. He's so sorry. I'm like, yeah, let him go ahead and film his special for Amazon Prime. Um, he doesn't need to be here right now. So whenever he gets done, <laughs> he can pop him you know, on. But uh, hold on one second. We're getting the breaking news. The worst thing news. about uh, filming a, a special on Amazon right before I lose every goddamn bet that I had on the goddamn draft. So much fun. Yeah, so we're gonna we're gonna talk about that. It does. Well, there, like, there goes your answer right there, Sam. There goes. It does look like the Green Bay Packers took Eric Stokes with their pick, according to uh, Super Producer Nick over here. So uh, we're down to the final three, four picks. Very good. It might be. So let's take a look at these here. This is actually something that you came up with, Kabir. I thought it was highly, highly. Um, uh, so you had Kyle Trask for the New England Patriots, a hundred dollars to win twenty four hundred. That did not happen. They took Mac Jones, well, SEC quarterback. Yet? No, he has not. So technically, you're still in no. play. But I don't know that they're going to double down on an SEC quarterback that can't it's still throw. Still alive, baby. It's still alive. Okay. Well, there you go. Right. Uh, for those that don't know, Kabir Singh, writer, voice actor for Family Guy. See him on Comedy Central. See him on Dry Bar. If you guys know what Dry Bar comedy is, if you don't, then you're really not a fan of comedy. Um, this guy's got so much going on in his life. I'm actually so happy that he's here. Uh, we had Jim Florentine on here just a little bit earlier here, Kabir, and uh, he was hilarious and ta talked to us about what an upper decker is in terms of shitting into the top of the toilet bowl. Um, so uh, I don't know how you're going to top that, but uh, my comedian friends, uh, we end up talking about dick measuring contest, shitting, and of course, gambling uh, horribly. So uh, as you see on the screen right there, you got Kabizi on Dry Bar Comedy. You can see his video right there. Check it out on YouTube. Uh, he also had Najee Harris, but you didn't tell me anything about Najee Harris. You didn't say where he was going to. Did you just have him in the first round? On your bet. Najee Harris Kabir. first round was the bet. First round. Okay. So Dasha Harris first not, round. He did yeah. go to. So you got that. You got that. You, uh, he was that at one. minus 167. So that was kind of an easy one, though. You had to spend 167 bucks to win 100, but you got it. So, I you know, did. you got some money back. You, and then you had uh, you know, 400 I, to win. Yep. I, the Niners are outrageous. Let's, let's, let's hear How about do you not it. Pick, 
Uh, come on, man. Listen, you were, you were, what is it? Two years ago, you were one throw away from the Super Bowl. You're going to restart it with another quarterback. Why not just pick the tight end pits and go crazy? Come on. Could you imagine trying to guard Pitts and uh, Kittle? No. I, I think okay. Kyle Pitts and, and George Kittle would have been an amazing one-two punch at the tight end Change position. Change the game here, buddy. Let's go. Come on. No, but uh, they, they, they want to start so, over doing it. The reset button. So, hold on. Kabir, you, 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 you bet that they traded up to draft a tight end to pair with well, George here's Kittle? What, here's no, no. what my bet was. Uh, okay. I, I bet that they wouldn't trade up to uh, draft a Division three quarterback. <laughs> this guy was playing me and my family for a year. Uh, he played one game this year in front of actual competition through three picks. Um, yeah, I don't he know did what not you. look it's, good. No, he did not look good, and he's not good. Listen. All right. Well, let, well, let's okay. let's just let's just take a look at somebody this. from. So he's mad it's that they right. didn't take Mac Jones. This this is what's hilarious. So you picked. You were a plus 110 for, for <laughs> Mac Jones to be picked third. He was not picked third. He was picked 15th. Uh, so you lost that one. And he uh, went to had, he went to New England. I, I don't he think did. he should have felt like the – I felt like he did. So the thing about Mac Jones is the only reason no, back, why I yeah. picked them 110. Yeah, the thing about Mac Jones is the only reason why I wagered on that one because Mac Jones was the favorite for the whole time, and then he automatically dropped two days ago to uh, plus 110. So I figured well, – that they might grab them. I mean, it's just when you're gambling, you, you don't think about like what they're gonna do you know. in the future. You're you you're picking the odds, the best odds. I had them picking Kyle Pitts for plus. I'm sorry, Pitts for I don't know, it was a thousand to one. I just don't understand why they would go all the way out there and do that. And another thing, um, it was just I don't know, man. I I just I don't understand what the Niners. You have the team. You you were injured. Jimmy Garoppolo was injured. You have a good defense. You have a good offense. Grab pits and go for it. Change well, the game. I, I think that I think that was the concern, though, is just the uh, long term of Garoppolo. Because yeah, they're a winning team when Garoppolo is healthy, but he's had trouble staying healthy, and I think they just got a little bit too tired of that. So, like, you know what? Let's just reboot. We've got we have this team right now. Let's get a new quarterback. We can start over. Gives us a little bit more flexibility to cap. I know it's not what you want to hear. But, but then why that not was what they had to do. Fields. Why are you starting over with some guy that played like Division Eight baseball? <laughs> and you know what? I'm with I'm with you on that. I am honestly. I I would have went with Justin Fields in that situation. I was not expecting them to take Trey Lance. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I, I'm not well, a Trey Lance. Uh, you listen. If the guy if the guy kills it, I will be on camera and saying that it's bad. But he played nobody for a long time. What were the stats? Was it like six down, zero interceptions, one interception? Oh no, he had sixty eight. throws. I mean, the guy. Yeah, but <laughs> but let's look. This is this is what happens. And just so we all know, Kabir Singh is not a 49ers fan, so he's not coming at this with like you know a heart of gold here in San Francisco. He's mad because Absolutely he lost not. a bet. Let's just put that out there. <laughs> if you follow did, Kabir Singh on any social media, people always come to me, Kabir. This happens all the time because I go on the road with Kabir. I know Kabir very well. But then every now and then, people are like, <laughs> "Why was he so mad at the Milwaukee Bucks last night? I didn't know he was a Milwaukee Bucks fan." I'm like, "He's not. He was for one <laughs> quarter, and they <laughs> fucked up." And that's it. That's all it was. So one second. So right. yeah, that, that was it. By the way, twenty-eight touchdowns, zero interceptions is Trey Lance's stats okay. from uh, okay. twenty nineteen. 
28 and zero, phenomenal. They're, they were playing mm-hmm. Ohlone, Chabot, San Jose State, <laughs> and uh, who are they playing? Come on. I don't know. The South Dakota no. University of New Mexico or something out there. <laughs> yeah, you, yeah, you got Fields went out there. He was one uh, coming out of high school. He was 1B next to Lawrence. And then he beat him when it mattered. Yeah. How does that guy okay. go? That was By my way, thing. I, I'm, I'm going to say, buddy, please come on. Please. And, yeah. And let me just yeah. say one more thing. And here's what I, I read a thousand articles when I was making my bets, right? And people were professional when he was in Georgia. Uh, they said that uh, he didn't wait his turn and he wanted to leave. Okay. Mac Jones got a goddamn DUI. It's racism. Come on. Well, let me, let, let's just take a look at this. So, uh, a couple things. Buffalo, he did. Um, but oh, Buffalo dang. Bills take Greg Rousseau. Just so the for the Miami Dolphins fans hanging on here, Greg Rousseau from the University of Miami is now a Buffalo Bill. He is the enemy. Who, did, he is who, the, who drafted Mac Jones, by the way? The New England Patriots at 15. Yeah. Uh, so, so, oh, shit, so really? here, here's what you lost. Let, let's guess. Yeah, really. Here's, here's who you lost. Kyle Trask to the New England Patriots. Well, that's still in play technically, but not going to happen. Uh, <laughs> Najee Harris in the first round, you won that one. Um, you took over under four and a half wide receivers drafted in the first round. You took the over. So right now, help me out here, Savak. We had, uh, we had Devonte Smith, Kadarius Tony, Jalen Waddle. Yep. And then uh, who else? Uh, Bateman. Rashad Bateman. So we're at four. So you need one more wide receiver to go in the, before before the 30-second pick to win that. Because you took the over at four and a half. Uh, they're at four right now. So that one's still in play, Kabir. So we, <laughs> we might win money on this one. Or you might win money on this one. Uh, if I mi- And then you also had uh, Justin Fields over at six and a half. That's when you, you thought he was going to be picked by the over-under of six and a half. You took the over, so you win that, right? Because uh, he was taken at like nine or ten, right? So, In case you're keeping count, Gregory Rousseau just got picked by the Bills. He's yeah. going to dominate Tua for the next ten years. Yeah, we, we mentioned that already. And then uh, – Sorry, I'm I think Kabir, I think Kabir is frozen. But he also took running backs over a one and a half in the first round. We've had two Ooh. taken. So okay. Kabir, takes, Kabir wins that one. Because we had Travis Etienne and we had uh, Najee Harris, so through five bets, you're on two. You've lost two, and one still in play there. Um, and then you also had Mac Jones picked third plus one ten. So you lost that one. So those are the bets that I know that Kabir Singh had, um, and he has now disappeared. I think a bookie's coming to break his ankles right now based on that Mac Jones bet. <laughs> oh, there he is, right there. We'll get him back in here. So no, uh, Kabir Kabir is actually on the stage right now. And where are you, Kabir? You're in Carson City, Nevada. Yeah, we just I shot a uh, just a special, uh, quick special for Amazon Prime. Carson City is very fun, very nice. Sorry about that. We had a little inter- uh, internet problem. But uh, what was the biggest? No, no, no. I uh, guys today. The biggest shock for me was the Miami Dolphins passing on Najee Harris. I thought yeah. with Najee Harris being there at 18, it just made a ton of sense for them to uh, pair him up with Tua Tungabailoa. Uh, they walked right past it and didn't even think, think twice. They went with um, Jalen Phillips, edge player out of the University of Miami. A lot of injury concerns, but a lot of talent. Uh, for me, in terms of a Dolphins fan, that was the biggest shock. Najee Harris was there, and they didn't do it. Um, Makes sense. Other th- yeah, other than that, I don't know. Uh, somebody else had mentioned this. This was not a very like shocking first round. I think it fell a lot of ways that people thought. Um, I, I thought the Niners taking Trey Lance was probably the right move long term. But 
you know, he doesn't have a lot of experience. So, you know, them basically punting on this season is one thing, but the Miami Dolphins own their pick next season in the first round. So mm-hmm. if they do bad, I'm, I'm actively rooting against the Niners this season because it helps oh, Miami sure. next year. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, here's my thing, though. The Niners was two years ago was ready to win the Super Bowl against Patrick Mahomes. I mean, do you really need to restart on that? Grab hits and let's go. Come on, change the game. I don't want to hear it. No, no. I uh, And this is coming from a Seattle Seahawks fan. I, yeah, I think I, that... Yep. Uh, what about you, Savak? What was the biggest surprise that you saw uh, in the first round? You know, I think that might have been it. Uh, the 49ers taking Trey Lance. Well, uh, <laughs> I just, even if you were going to go quarterback at that at that spot, Trey Lance just did not seem to be the one for me personally. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Well, and the thing is, too, is that they came out and said, I, I, I've seen reports that uh, supposedly Shanahan, Lance was the guy the whole time. Which mm-hmm. I think is fucking bullshit, but they said Lance was the whole time the the pick. That's why they moved up. I don't buy it for a second. Yeah, did you I see the, Did you see the odds? Every goddamn day it was changing. It was Matt Jones number one, then it was Justin Fields, and then at the day of today, when I was I'm, I'm over here, I was looking at the odds, and then all of a sudden, Matt Jones was minus two twenty yesterday, and then all of a sudden Trey was minus one forty today. I mean, yeah. it's, just, it's just like, what are you doing here, buddy? They don't know. Hey, hey, can yeah, I ask it's, it's funny you said that. Kabir, sorry, I don't want to interrupt you, but I was watching no, Mel no, Kuyper before the draft. He said his mocks were all lined up based on a source, and his source was wrong. And then today, oh. the day of the draft, he said he's not going to change his mock, but his source says it's Trey Lance. And he was right. The, sor- the source, either they sabotaged him or they just – change your mind immediately who knows it's amazing how these things happen because i mean these guys that are grading these drafts which is so hard to bet on as a gambler it's really hard to bet on it because i mean you see the grades that patrick mahomes was graded as a second round pick back in the day (laughs) i mean what are you supposed to do with that i mean these guys have no idea what they're doing but at the end of the day i think the niners made a huge mistake i mean you have listen jimmy garoppolo is in garbage and i hate the niners you have a guy you have your he was injured the whole defense was injured Grab the guy. How are you gonna guard Kittle and uh, and that guy from uh, goddamn Florida? You know you no. got Pitts and goddamn Kittle. That's every first down. You're gonna be fine. Let's make a move here. I mean, and the guy just grabs. Uh, let's grab this guy from North Dakota. I mean, Jesus, this guy's playing in India. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> so, so Kabir, you are uh, you are a noted C- Seattle Seahawks fan, um, yeah. and uh, the Seahawks don't have any picks because they traded for somebody from the Jets. I can't believe a Jet would uh, garner a first round pick. But oh yeah, we're, telling you, we're doing really well. <laughs> so, who? Uh, I don't know when you guys. Do you guys even have a pick? When you do pick, what, what do the Seattle Seahawks need to do in order to be successful in a very tough division? Uh, if you're they the Seattle keep, Seahawks, team. they need to keep Pitts away from uh, the 49ers. <laughs> they already won. So, so they, so their first round pick was to watch the Niners yeah. fuck it up. They're going to go. play a Division three quarterback uh, two times a year. Well, there you go. Good so there was a. There was a lot of uh, there was a lot of uh, speaking, of, speaking of the Seahawks though Russell Wilson there was uh, there was some chatter uh, very much like Aaron Rodgers had some chatter today about Russell Wilson possibly being traded away from the Seattle Seahawks it mm-hmm. did not happen but uh, what were your thoughts on that I mean uh, were you for it were you against it Well I, I think Russell Wilson is uh, is our guy I don't think we're going to let him go I think he's just you know Aaron Rodgers is a stubborn guy There's a difference between Aaron Rodgers and Russell Wilson Russell Wilson is uh you know, he was a little bit uh, disappointed in the seasons. I get it. Uh, but Aaron Rodgers will leave Green Bay at some point. 
I mean, if you don't talk to your parents for three years, I mean, and you tell an organization that you want to leave, that guy is going to leave. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, he's, he's out. He's a dick. One way or and, another, uh, he is out of there. He's done. He, he doesn't want to be there. Uh, you know, here's the thing, though. When you disrespect somebody by, by drafting Jordan Love, which I understand that was a smart idea for an organization to have a guy to, um, to be the next Aaron Rodgers or somebody that Aaron Rodgers. But they did, they did that. Aaron Rodgers was that guy for Brett Favre. I mean, he knew it was coming. This is what they do. They fill that pipeline. But Aaron Rodgers and Brett Favre, he's not that guy. He's a dick. (laughs) He doesn't talk to his family. Brett Favre's kind of a dick too. (laughs) I know, but Brett Favre still talks to his brothers and sisters. This guy cut off his goddamn family. If he thinks he's going to cut off his family and be cool with the Packers organization, you're incorrect. You do not draft a backup quarterback for Aaron Rodgers. You say – I mean, how many wide and that's, Look, I mean, that's the sad part about it, though, is that Jordan Love wasn't even able to take the backup job. He didn't climb up the depth chart. No, he's inactive the entire season. Yeah. It's a, it's a very, you know what, this season is going to be a lot of fun. Can I ask you a question? Because I want to stage the whole time. Where did, uh, so Justin Fields went to the Patriots? No. no. Jack Jones went, Fields to, the went to the Bears. Justin Fields what? went to the Bears. At, yeah, they traded up and they got him at like, can you tell me something? I've always wanted to record an Amazon special, and they did it during the fucking draft that I've been waiting for for like 35 days. I missed the whole thing. He went yeah. to the Bears. What about that the Bears? Brilliant. Yeah. The, Raven, the Ravens take Jason Oway out of Penn State um, with the 31st pick. So, unless so the, the temp. Wow. Yeah, he went to the Bears and uh, never to be heard from again. But the uh, the, t- the Tampa Bay Buccaneers uh, are on the clock. And you have a bet on the line here there, Kabir. If they take a wide receiver, which they have no reason to, but if they were to take a wide receiver, uh, you will win the bet on the over-under of wide receiver. You won the bet on running backs, so you're good there. But, we got two on them. Uh, you got two. You got Travis Etienne out of Clemson with the Jacksonville, and then you had uh, Najee Harris went to Pittsburgh Steelers. So Come on. You got, Very good. You're, you're doing all right. So this one's on the line. So one of two things needs to happen here. Um, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers either need to draft a wide receiver with a 32nd pick, or the New England Patriots need to trade up and draft Kyle Trask after drafting Mac Jones, and uh, then you'll be a winner on either one of those trades. Those are the two that are in play. Who do you think had the best draft here, boys? Come on. Oh, the best drafts. Uh, Chris, what do you say? Who had the best draft in everyone? Jacksonville. Trevor Lawrence and uh, Travis Etienne, like in the first Jesus. round. Like, good Lord. Whew. Very That's good the, stuff. That's the answer right there. I'll give you that. That might guess. be the answer. I don't, that, I don't that, know that, that we that have was, to get. You ever play golf and then you play best ball and the first guy drives it off the tee and lands it on the green? And like, I don't need to hit. I'm good. Yeah, We're good we to could go. Just, we, we could just go to the bar right from here. That's all. Yeah. Good. Yeah. I think <laughs> Jacksonville might be. Might be the uh, the answer there. So yeah. I, I don't know that we need to go anywhere else. The Ravens had a decent. I mean, Chicago Chicago did well because they got the quarterback that they wanted. They traded up to do it, but uh, they got the quarterback that they wanted. And they and uh, who did they trade with? It was that uh, the, the the Giants, right? The G- New York Giants and the Chicago Bears were the ones. Yeah, that traded. Giants. Yeah. So the Giants did well. I mean, I think uh, I think Dallas got Michael Parsons. That's a pretty good first round. Um, yep. And the Jets, the Jets traded back up. They uh, they actually got Zach Wilson, who I don't care about, and they got a pretty good offensive guard. So, hey, if, and 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 if healthy, Sirach, Jalen Phillips, and <laughs> Jalen Waddle are great picks of the Miami Dolphins. Yeah, yeah, Miami. By you, the way, what, that's the what, what are you, what are your thoughts about Zach Wilson? Because I remember slamming Zach Wilson when they went up against uh, 
Zach, Zach Wilson looks like a uh, uh, a B character, like a, a side friend on a Nickelodeon children's show. That is so weird yeah. that you said that, dude, because I had quoted that thing that Sam said at the beginning that uh, somebody had commented and said he looks like if they if Disney was making a movie about Zach Wilson, the actor that would that they'd get to play, <laughs> play Zach Wilson. Wilson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And my wife said, nah, he doesn't look that high budget. That'd be a Nickelodeon movie. <laughs> that's hilarious very true well how many so, indians uh, got drafted no indians got drafted no punt no it's not it's not a spelling bee kabir there's no indians on the board <laughs> how do we how do we not get one fast indian out there just could be a goddamn slot returner come on have, you know that's a good point have we ever had an indian football player and i and i, and I mean that sincerely is that is that something that's happened i, I mean know, this sincerely i mean this sincerely too no well, how, fa- how, how fast can you run, Kabir? Uh, not- <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, well done. Good point. Very nice. Good point. I'll no, give that one. No, Kabir, Kabir, if it's if it's a if it's a water slide, he can get down the water slide pretty fast. But he's not really running. He's never even been on time miss- to any of his damn shows. I miss I miss uh, I miss those water parks. I'll give you that. <laughs> but what what an amazing draft was this? This was a fun one. I missed all of it. I'm so pissed. Oh, look at that! But, uh, look, <laughs> look at our look at our Jim Thorpe. He was Indian, apparently, according to Nisa there. So, thank you, there, Nisa. What, what yeah. do you know? Well, with all due respect, Nisa, there's Otter no Indian Lecter. named Jim Thorpe. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a particularly, not a traditional Indian name, I don't imagine. But yeah. uh, I love how she said it's not. Oh, oh, it's not Indian Thorpe, but it's uh, now it's Indian because the O is in it. Yes. <laughs> okay. So is okay, that Nisa well, or Nisa uh, Otter Lifter? Well, there you there go, Joe. Hey, but I'll give you one. There was a Kabir on the Packers, K A B E E R, but he was black and Muslim. Ah. Well, there you go. Which is the most, um, which is the most anti-Indian thing you could find. They they took an edge rusher. <laughs> they did. They did. They ah, took Joe. You like that they, one, don't you, buddy? You like that one. They took they took Joe Tryon. So the uh, the wide receiver, unless unless you count if you count Kyle Pitts as a wide receiver, then you win that bet. But uh, the over under was four and a half. You took the over. It was four. Um, you did win the running back bet. You lost the Mac Jones bet. You won the Justin Fields bet. You lost the, the Kyle I mean it's still in play but you lost the Kyle Trask bet and no 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 but uh you know you've done worse I've seen you do worse I remember when you bet on that uh Canadian WNBA game and uh, <laughs> you just you took the wrong people um, I'm totally this might be the best day of gambling ever even though I lost this is actually pretty good <laughs> I'm sorry everything about that sentence you just said there the Canadian WNBA game like what that that almost feels like it, it requires more digging no, no, that's exactly what it is. Okay. We have a friend named Jeremy. We have a friend named Jeremy Curry who vote, who like gambles on my daughter's softball games, and she's eight. I mean, the 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 guys that I run with are are not exactly uh, you know running for mayor anytime soon. But uh, they're a lot <laughs> no, of fun no, to no, hang no, out no, with. Uh, how you was your show tonight? It was great. We shot the special. It was really good, and uh, it was really cool. It was packed. Everything's great. It'll air in uh, hopefully August. Very awesome. cool. Very cool. So, so if you cool. guys, uh, I don't know, 40, 50 foot. That was nice. This was what it looked like. Yeah. It's a nice, that, that's, that, pretty, that's what, that room in Carson city is good. So much fun. We miss you. We love you. Thank you so much for having me, by the way, guys. Uh, you know, I can't wait to watch this actually, uh, later on with, with the Raiders. 
This this girl is still trying to find Indians. There's no Indians. Give it up. <laughs> I I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I'm pretty sure Blanket. she's uh yeah she's kind of missing the point. He said Indian, not Native American. Yeah, no, she, uh, look, we have our demographics. We have like one female viewer. So don't, don't, don't scare off. Um, <laughs> Michael, Michael Adams wants to know, uh, what's the name of the special? I don't know. I don't know that I know the name of your special on this one. So this one is going to be called, uh, this is going to be great. You're going to love it. It's called, uh, here we go. You guys ready? No sneezy on Kabizi. <laughs> There you go. The COVID, the COVID stories. No sneezy on Kabizi. You can actually follow and Kabir on Twitter. <laughs> Good. Oh, I got it's you. Called I'll follow you now. It's called Let's Shoot a Special During the Draft. There you go. That's that's a good idea right there. Uh, well, the draft is over. Uh, the Miami Dolphins did not trade back up into the first round. They took their two picks. They got the Jalen brothers, Jalen Waddle, Jalen Phillips. Uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars seemed like they did a really, really good job with everything that they did. Mac Jones yeah. ends up on the Patriots, even though he looks like he should be on this show instead of in the, in the actual yeah. league. And uh, Kabir shot a special. And for those that are just seeing Kabir for the first time, follow him on Facebook. I think Facebook is where you're best. It's just fun to watch you yes, get so mad at And if I love you, man. Thank you. No, I love you too, man. And uh, if you guys don't know Kabir, even after this, you will soon. There's a lot of stuff coming up with Kabir, including the Amazon special in August, as well as some other things along the way. So uh, look yeah, out for I like Kabir. that. Also, I'll, I'll, also some of our fans think that Kabir is um, – Riz Ahmed from The Sound of Metal. When like like really guys like Kamir Singh is like I've heard his own guy. Like really like you probably do get that. Do you get that a lot? Is that something you get? Oh, it's the worst. You know, I I do a lot of like. I'm just glad that I'm the Indian guy from Sound of Metal, not the Indian guy from Venom, because that was rough. Yeah. You know what? That's fair. You saw him in Venom. That's very like, Come fair. on, that was rough. That's not me. Well, no, there was a there was a there was a time where like better than him during that fucking movie. There was a time when uh when there was a bunch of scripts that would come in and and Kabir and I would be going oh, through yeah. scripts and and reading them and then it'd always be like, you know, Indian guy, Aziz Asari type. You know, it's like, is that the only, that was the only reference they had for Indian entertainers was Aziz Ansari. Yeah. And then Kabir would go, well, then why don't you go get Aziz Ansari then and throw the script away? <laughs> um, <laughs> the best is like, uh, Sam, Sam, they want me to, I was like, Sam, and Sam would be like, Kabir, you better not be funny. Yeah. Yeah. You just gotta, you gotta, you gotta stop being funny. If you're gonna be Aziz, I'm sorry. Uh, I remember we did a, Go no, I was saying I was going to tell the story. I think we can because the show is now shot in like on its fifth season. Obviously, Kabir didn't get the the role, but uh, there's a show on Netflix called um, Atypical, and it's about this kid who's got autism, uh-huh. and he's you know you remember that it was called Alaska at the time when you were reading for it. Yeah, uh, but it, they yes, yes. they eventually changed it to Atypical, and Kabir was the 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 Indian friend. The best friend was this Indian kid. And I'm going to reference the word right. kid because you can see Kabir a little bit on stage and uh, he doesn't look like a teenager. And he was playing, he was reading for this part of being a teenage Indian kid. And we go through this whole read. We film it. We send it in. And then I look and I'm like, Kabir, this is for a part for like a 15 year old boy. And he's like, yeah, 15 year old kid. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you look 72. Like, there's no way you're going to get this wrong. It's all good. I, I got this, bro. Don't worry. And then, so then, I mean, my manager so man shit on me. So, yeah. Yo, go ahead. Yeah. No, I, say, I remember the show came out, and I was like, you know what? I'm going to I'm gonna watch this and see how close the casting was. And I was like, 
Absolutely not. There's no way he could have done this role. Oh, man. Of course, of course he, he could have. Come on. Shave, shave the face, throw some lotion on, you're good to go. No. Yeah, no, get a, no, it's, yeah, it's get a, a fucking time machine is what I needed. I needed a time machine for that shit. <laughs> Why even give me the goddamn script for that one? Come on. I don't know. I don't know. But uh, he's Kabir Singh. I'm tired. Uh, he's Chris Colin. He's Savak. Uh, Savak joining us from Jacksonville over there. Also a fellow comedian there, Kabir, just so you know. So next time you're in Florida, uh, let him open up for you. Come on. Let's go. And, Thanks, uh, Savak. Of course. And uh, and that's about it, man. So, Kabir, I know you're up in uh, Nevada, and I you got to go make up some uh, some paper there on the slots or, or poker or whatever it is you're going to go play. So I'm going to let you go. Uh, thank you for joining us here at the end. Uh, we enjoyed it. And uh, we'll see you before too long there, Kabizi. Pleasure is all mine, Sam. It was an honor. Thank you. Love you guys. Have a great night, guys. Thank you for having me. All right. See you later, man. He's out of here. He doesn't need to talk to us anymore. Yeah. Okay, everyone. <laughs> so, he didn't even finish his last sentence. <laughs> he's still hanging out. He's listening to see if I'm going to talk shit so he can uh, he can fire me. Um, <laughs> but no, that was uh, that was awesome for him to jump in there. And yeah, who the hell took the bet for <laughs> Kyle Trask? You know what he did? Kyle he Trask. The, like, Kyle Trask to the Patriots because he was going to win like $2,000 if that weren't to come through. But I'm like, that's that's just not going to happen. I can understand why that would have netted him $2,000. Nobody else is going to take that bet. Come on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And there it is, ladies and gentlemen, the rerun, the repurpose, whatever you want to call this episode of Perfectville. But it is the latest episode of Perfectville. The Miami Dolphins overall get the number six overall pick with Jalen Waddell and the number 18 overall pick with Jalen Phillips, University of Miami. They get the Jalen brothers. They hang on to their picks for the second and third round and beyond. Uh, Still looking to get a running back in the second or third round, most likely. Uh, Looking for offensive line help because you can never have enough big fat guys. Am I right? And uh, all in all, a great night. Four hours. The NFL draft was for the first round. Chris Cullen was there the whole time. Sam Marcoux was there the whole time. Savak. From the Fanatics Network joined us for the entire time, as well as our special guests, Simon Clancy, Jim Florentine, and of course, Kabir Singh. What a fantastic night. We can't wait to do it again next year, but I really am happy that it's a year away because I need some sleep. Chris needs to sleep it off, and Savak needs to figure out how to get back from Fort Lauderdale to his hometown of Los Angeles. I don't care what he says. He lives in Los Angeles. And with that, on behalf of the Believe Podcast Networks, Chris Cullen and everybody else, goodbye from Perfect Bill. Welcome to Perfectville is now part of the Believe Podcast Network and presented by Bet Online. For more great podcasts about football, sports, and life in general, head to Believe.com, B-L-E-A-V.com. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.